Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards is worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Well, Dan, for the past couple weeks, we've been playing Pokemon Gold and Silver for Game Boy Color. Pokemon Gold and Silver are the story of a world that has become increasingly reliant on preteens to solve all the world's problems through the power of friendship and animal enslavement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I can kind of get in red and blue. It's like, whoa, this crazy thing's happening and this Team Rocket showed up and they're messing up the world. And it's just a total fluke that a preteen you know, goes crazy and gets all these Pokemon, gets super strong and takes them down. One time, all right, that's a crazy thing that happened. Three years later, the same thing's happening again. We're relying on a preteen to solve all the world's problems. Maybe that's a little bit harder to to accept. And then once it just becomes a trope of the series, you're like, man, I really don't want to live in this world where this this is who's in charge. All of the adults are just like, hanging out in their gyms with their super underleveled Pokemon and we're relying on children to actually like be good at this whole thing and stop the bad guys. My brain's in, in two places right now. One, it went to the anime, Jesse and James and Meowth. Yeah. These are the team rocket grunts and representatives out there trying to take over the world in the anime constantly foiled by this bumbling child and his Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, is Giovanni like a threat in the anime? Do I don't. We, do we see Giovanni? I'm not there yet. So we talked about this in our Pokemon Red and Blue episode, and you cannot compare the like theme and mood of the games to the TV show. I mean, fine, but I'm just saying, like, a child is is thwarting Team Rocket in the anime. Yeah, but that's like a parallel universe. Like, that's obviously not the universe you're in the in the video game. The grunts and like Team Rocket, they're not they're not like a bunch of idiots. They're like Well, what about when you thwart the Team Rocket grunt in Kanto in Pokemon Gold and Silver? What you have to remind me. He steals the part from the power plant oh, and yeah. then hides it in Misty's gym. Yeah. And then just like you he I don't know. He didn't seem very smart. And you're like, I just I defeated Team Rocket and he's like, oh no, what am I gonna do? Doesn't that make things worse though? If they're so dumb and easily defeatable by a child, like what are the adults doing in this world? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, what, what's what the problem? Doing? And the other thing, the other place where my brain went talking about this child, you start out in in New Bark Town? Yeah, New Bark Town. New Bark Town, population four. Well, yeah, it's a small, it's more of a village. I guess it's not really a town. <laughs> What's up with all of the towns and locations in Pokemon? I mean, the world, Johto, population 100. It's, you know, it's like a, it's a newly discovered <laughs> continent, you know? Uh, I mean, even Kanto, same thing, population 100. You go to Johto and you go to Professor Alm. Yeah. And you have this task you that do. he needs you to do. You have to uh, pick up his parcel from the mart. Yes. It, it is a Pokemon egg, Jordan. Oh, Pokemon I was making can a, lay eggs. I know. I was actually making a joke about the original uh, Pokemon Red and Blue when you have to go and pick up Professor Oak's parcel from the mart. Yes. It's the same thing, They're like, thing, that though. worked. Let's do that again. It's the same thing, though. Yeah. Except it's a Pokemon egg, and it's like... Which is way cooler than some sort of parcel that you never find out what it is. Granted, but how much do these people not know about this world? 
where did it's ridiculous. babies come from? <laughs> it's ridiculous that they're and, discovering Pokemon. Like, all right, I listen. just... I'm not usually the one who has to man. be on this side of the argument. Like, I'm usually the one pointing out, like, what's up with that? Why? How come they found out that there is a baby version of all of these Pokemon? Like, did people just never know where Pokemon came from before? Usually I'd be there with you, Dan. But in this case, we got more Pokemon. You know, they were like... We're going to make a new game. Yeah. And we had 150 monsters, and that was cool. 151. 151. I always forget that extra one. What if, Dan, there were 251? What if? It's like, well, how are we going to explain that? And this kind of goes back. If you haven't heard our episode number 47, Pokemon Red and Blue, I would highly suggest you go back and listen to that because uh, not only is it our most downloaded episode of all time, but it's also a good intro for our personal histories with Pokemon. Yeah. And it shows you where this game series all began. And a lot of the stuff that we talk about today is going to build on that because we're going to be comparing yeah. Generation 2 to Generation 1 pretty heavily because, you know, that's what we're going to do. So if you haven't heard that, you should maybe check it out. But we did talk a lot in that episode about, like, all of the theories about why is this world the way that it is? Maybe this is, like, post-war. Like, there was, like, a, a <laughs> nuclear something. Like, there has to be something going on because you're right. The world doesn't quite make sense. And there's something funky going on. To make it worse, these two continents, these two regions are very closely connected yeah. by a single waterfall. Yeah. Um, or just a, a very short train ride. <laughs> or so a you, very short, <laughs> short boat ride. You could almost say that they're less like two continents and more just like two countries that are right now not even they're not even that big it's like <laughs> it's like one metro area connected to another metro area you could you could do a lap of the entire map in the game in i don't know 20 minutes if you like we're trying to speed run it on your bike <laughs> i haven't tried that that would be kind of instead of mario kart you have pokemon kart who can ride their bike around the entire map fastest you'd have to surf maybe in some points yeah yeah and then like you play the whole first game you can't go to this new johto region but it's all of a sudden like a stone's throw away <laughs> after the after you beat the first eight gyms in Johto. You're right. It, it so. is kind of strange. It's like, what's <laughs> up with this? But on the other hand, it's a it's a quick and easy way to kind of just explain away like, oh, here's a hundred new Pokemon and here's all this stuff. And then this just keeps happening, Dan. Like <laughs> right, every single, yeah. what are we on generation eight now or seven? I don't know. There's a like lot that. of them and there's over 800 Pokemon now and they somehow keep finding new ones. <laughs> like how did you not With ever new know? abilities, yeah. Yeah. And on one hand, I'm like, that's kind of weird. But on the other hand, more Pokemon is more better. Uh, mm, agree to, to not necessarily. I don't, I don't uh, No. No, no, more Pokemon's not better. <laughs> you think you think no. they should just hard cap it, or if they add a new one, they have to permanently get rid of an old one? What do you think? Because you know they either have to stop making new Pokemon, or they have to get rid of old ones. There's not really any other option. I think at this point we just need remakes. Only remakes. Only no only new... remakes. Well, you're kind of getting uh, a little <laughs> bit of your wish because the the big new Pokemon game announced for Switch is a prequel. Not just like a kind of a prequel, but like hundreds of years in the past prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Which It's like which Breath is, of the Wild Pokemon or something. I still haven't watched the trailer for that game, I don't think. Uh, Arceus Legends, which is kind of funny because they're in this region, which I think is Johto. 
or no, it's Sino. I don't know. Sino. <laughs> There's a bunch of Pokemon from multiple generations. So apparently, in the past, people knew about all these Pokemon <laughs> that they didn't know about in Kanto. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe we need a prequel to kind of explain how the world became what it is. Anyway. These are our theories on Pokemon. Why don't we talk about Pokemon Gold and Silver, Dan? You got any fun facts for us? I I have a few fun facts, Jordan. This one, published by Nintendo. Oh. (laughs) That is fun. (laughs) And it's a fact. Is it, though? Uh, This game came out in Japan. Gold and Silver. uh, November 21st, 1999. In North America, we got October 15th. Australia, October 13th, 2000. Almost a year later, wow. And then uh, Europe got this in April of 2001. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and for perspective, we got red and blue in North America in uh, September of 98. Uh, Europe didn't get it till October of 99. Man. So they were kind of always a bit behind on these Pokemon releases. I don't know why that was. But. I'm really happy about one of the nice things about living in 2021 is that we don't have to do that anymore. Stuff can come out all over the world at the same time. Yeah. And often does. Pac-Man 99 can come out worldwide. You can go from... On Google Stadia. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can go from not even knowing that such a thing could possibly exist to it being downloaded on your Switch in a matter of hours. Crazy. Uh, a couple. I got a couple little fun facts. Oh, I would love to hear them. Uh, uh, games. These games almost matched the sales of Red and Blue, and by 2010 had gone on to sell over 23 million units, making them the best-selling games for Game Boy Color, and the third best-selling games for the Game Boy family of systems, according to Wikipedia. That is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> Did you do you know what the uh, the top two for Game Boy Family? Uh, no, I would probably guess Red and Tetris Blue. and Prob- Red and Blue. Okay, I was <laughs> gonna say, man, what a top three! That's uh, so many. The Game Boy is insane, yeah. just insane. Yeah, it is. Ins- it's so weird, man. This this game strikes me as such a mobile game too. As I was playing it, I was like, this game is designed like the Game Boy was the original like smartphone thing to game on the go it's like a device that is mobile it can go with you and yes the games were designed to be played eerily similar in my experience to today's mobile games really the big difference is having to save and i remember like the panic of being in the middle of a gym battle and my mom yelling it's time for dinner and my battery light is flickering because it's about to go out and i'm like oh no I haven't do? saved in hours. I, I'm hours. either going to be very disrespectful to my mom and not come down, or I'm going to try to rush through the fight and probably lose. Uh, hopefully I can end it quickly and get a save in, but man, yeah, that's a, that was a, a, a rough, a rough uh, decision to have to make. Yeah. Now I can just like put my switch to sleep and come back and it's still there. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan, I got some, some info on the game. Here, like some of the differences, some of the upgrades from Red and Blue. Ooh, you mentioned the hundred new species of Pokemon. Yeah, which I'm glad that they only went with like a hundred new Pokemon. It feels like they focused a lot on other aspects of this game, and I think only putting a hundred new Pokemon in the game was a good move on their part. Instead of like adding a hundred and fifty-one new ones and yeah, having or lots like, of other cool new stuff. I don't know. Like, let's throw two hundred. Like, I'm glad it was. 
it was within reason. Oh, if they're like, man, we did 151 and that was sweet last time. What if we added 300? Right. I think it would have been a problem. It would have been a problem. It would have been a problem. Uh, this game has more specialized Pokeballs. It does, which is kind of cool. It has a whole system of just your normal like Pokeball, Great Ball, Ultra Ball. Mm-hmm. But then you also can turn Apricorns. Apricorns? Yeah. Apricorns? One in? per day. <laughs> uh, kind of yeah. like a mobile game. The, yeah, the having a clock feature with the day-night cycle on this yep. definitely gives you some of that uh, mm-hmm. timer countdown. Wow, it yeah. that is kind of yeah. like, that is very eerie how predictive that was of the future of mm-hmm. gaming. We've got held items in this game now. Uh, you can give a Pokemon an item that'll like boost their move types or like yeah. give them a berry that'll make them heal themselves from poison and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the Poke Gear, which lets you listen to like the radio... Or like have your map, uh, or you know, get phone calls from Joey. Yeah, the Poke Gear is less like a 1980s brick of a cell phone, and it's more like a 1990s yeah. PDA. <laughs> uh, Steel type and Dark type were introduced in this generation. Yeah, that which, which is which is great because uh, in the first generation it was like, oh, they have a psychic Pokemon, I'm gonna die. Yeah, and they're like, what if we added not one. But two counters for psychic type mm-hmm. just to make up for how broken they were in the first generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got breeding in this game. Um, you know what every children's game needs? <laughs> Reproduction. <laughs> I've always been kind of weirded out by the whole breeding thing. Sure, it's convenient to toss a ditto and a Pokemon into the... Oh my goodness. I just realized that I left a Pokemon in the in the daycare center at the very beginning of my game and i never went back oh man i'm gonna have like a level 99 pidgey or something yeah it's gonna for me. be like a hundred thousand poke to pick it up doesn't matter i'm rich <laughs> uh small change jordan xp displayed during battle under a pokemon's name you can see how close they are to leveling up now yes that's a great feature it's a tiny thing but i really like it yeah it's it's, it's like dumb but you need that in an I'm, rpg I'm into that we got a couple other like little fun things maybe maybe a tiny trivia for you okay shiny pokemon jordan yeah new do you know what the odds of encountering a shiny in this game are i i don't know and i've i've never really cared about them yeah well any any stab at one out of how many when you say stab do you mean same type of ta- same type <laughs> attack bonus uh i would say uh two percent two percent I don't know. Two percent odds of encountering a shiny. No, no, I point two percent. I don't know. One in eight thousand one hundred ninety-two. This is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing with shiny Pokemon. They're not cool. Like Red Gyarados is cool because he was blue and now he's red. If all shiny Pokemon were like that, where you took it and did a complete palette swap, yeah, cool. I'm in. You want to know what most shiny Pokemon are? Oh, look, this yellow Pikachu is a little bit yellower. Yeah. Or it's this like, come like, on. No, this... make him blue. <laughs> make him red. Make Like, straight up, give me a, like, if it's going to be one in 8,000, I want my Venusaur to be purple. Come on. <laughs> well, Charizard turns black. I mean, really? That's a cool shot. That is cool. So, like, um, there, there are a small handful of cool ones. I, I saw... Um, I was looking up stuff today because I was trying to get a Tyranitar and I was like, okay, so normal Tyranitar is like neon green. I wonder what shiny Tyranitar is. You know what it is? Like probably olive poop. T- 
tan. It's just like tan. It's like who Tacky. who wants a flesh colored Tyranitar? Yeah, uh, the I caught on Pokemon Go a uh, uh, Aerodactyl. Uh, he's, okay, he's normally steel gray. I thought he was like a light purple. Uh, well, in Pokemon Go, which I, I'm assuming is like the official version. Oh, okay. He's normally like a steel color. Well, he's like a ugly olive green. Which is a problem. At least that's like kind of different. Like I just, I just don't get shiny Pokemon. They could be so cool. Some of them are super cool, and the other ones are like, no, you didn't, you didn't do it enough. It's a rarity thing, I guess. It's a rarity thing in the game. Like in Pokemon Go, the odds of encountering a shiny are like one in four hundred and five, I think, or something close to that. So they're a lot more common. Which you could see 405 Pokemon in a single day in Pokemon Go. I mean, if you were going hard, sure, but it's it's. A lot more common than in any of the games. In yeah. the games, you'd probably lose your mind if you encountered a shiny because it's so intense. I, I honestly, and I think I said this in the last time we did Pokemon, I would never know if I saw a shiny Pokemon, especially in like these these first couple gens when it's so, like, I don't know. This, well, they sparkle. Know, they, they sparkle? Yeah, when you throw out the red Gyarados, he sparkles around the top. Oh, I, I instantly put that guy in the box and then didn't oh. pull him out again until I needed somebody to learn Whirlpool and Waterfall. Yeah. Yeah, I threw my old. We'll get to that, but I th- I threw all of my HMs on my old Gyarados that I had to level up to get the red Gyarados. Oh my goodness! No wonder it took you so long yeah. to beat this game. Right. Well, we'll talk about that. Uh, last thing, Jordan. Yeah. Pokerus. I thought it was Pokerus. Pokerus. It's a combination of Pokey and Virus. Pokerus. 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 Okay, yeah, it, it makes it's a disease that you catch that makes you level up faster. Yes, and it can spread to your other Pokemon. Yes, I don't know if it. I, I assume it works that way in this, but um, I only got it once, and it didn't. It did not make any of my other Pokemon catch it. But I know in future games that if you have one guy catch it, it's more likely for yes. the other ones to catch you. You caught it d- during your playthrough of Silver. Yeah. How do you know you caught it? Because it said in their status thing. Really? Yeah, my Typhlosion or. Er, Typhlosion, yeah, I put him in my box too. I just don't care about that guy. You caught with your starter, yeah. Are you are you being serious right now? I I it could have been somebody else. I one of my dudes had it. All right, Jordan. Here's the thing. Do you know what the odds on Pokerus are? No. One in twenty one thousand eight hundred and forty five. No. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. That's why I'm like astounded been, that you're like, yeah, been, yeah. Wait, it might have been my slow bro. I, I promise you one of my guys had it because in the status <laughs> thing, it had it. And I kept waiting for my other Pokemon to catch it. And then it went away and none of, them, none of my other guys got it. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. No, I had it on one of my guys. That's that's insane. Did you cheat to get it? Um, I did. I did have to. No, like I fast forwarded through some some parts of the game, but that wouldn't have done anything. Well, the Retron I think has a cheat that allows you to get Pokerus. Oh no, I did not use that. I did not use that. No. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yeah, that's a a nice rare occurrence. Yeah, I should say that I played the first half of this game on my Retron because my Pokemon Silver battery was dead, well, and the I, game doesn't do well batteries has has a battery (laughs) it can die and so i had to play it on my retron and i i noticed that there was a i've never used this before on my on the retron there is a hot key that you can set up to fast forward and i always turn the tech speed to like super fast in pokemon games and this let me 
You can't use it while you're moving because my Retron doesn't have that option. Although Dan's you can. brand new Retron can uh, do it while moving because if mine, if you press any other button, it cancels it out. But it was great to use during battles and during text boxes to make them go faster, which helped me uh, beat this game quicker. Yeah, on Hyperkin's website, they're like, fast forward for like going through cutscenes or like text boxes. And I was like, let me play Pokemon at 10x fast forward. That sounds like you would just this run is, into a lot of things. You did, but it was still faster than the insanely slow walking speed. And it got, Bro, you got a bike. Put it, your bike on select and just go ride in your bike. Jordan, Pokemon Encounters, when you have the 10x fast forward, yeah, it's literally like two or three seconds. Yeah, no, I know. It's really nice. All right. It's really nice when you can just... It's a lot less distracting when you're in a cave and you get in 25 encounters when each encounter is only two seconds. Yeah, Dan doesn't know about repels, you guys. <laughs> this is like the third time today when I've been talking to Dan about Pokemon and he keeps complaining about like the wild Pokemon attacking. I'm like, Dan, buy a repel. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit too because it's, that'll come later. All like, right. That we got, we've got some some discussions to have, Jordan. We, should, we should probably. Yeah. Just get into what the game does. I well. agree. We've laid a lot of groundwork. <laughs> I hope you guys know what Pokemon is because we're about to talk about what Pokemon Gold and Silver do well. biggest thing that just jumps off the screen to me when playing this game as opposed to playing pokemon blue is the graphics are hugely improved yeah that was one of my biggest complaints about pokemon red and blue is like the pokemon in those games don't look like the pokemon that we know and love the back sprites look like they let <laughs> some toddler draw them with a melting crayon and in this game not only do we have full color for everything which is yeah. awesome because this one came out specifically for the game boy color but uh they actually like redid all of the sprites and i think that the gen 2 sprites are some of my favorite pokemon sprites of all time they so, just look so good yeah i have a section called presentation yeah under what the game does well and one of my sub points is of course uh, the sprites and the animations looks great. Um, this the animations. You usually turn the animations off. Um, I played through all of Johto with the animations on. Okay, and then I turned them off when I got to Kanto because just because I was on a time crunch. I would normally never fast forward through this game or or do that, but because we we're trying to cram it into a two week period so we can record this episode for you guys, I did speed up the second half of the game. Yeah, uh, but the animations look really good in this game too like even when i first started trying to catch pokemon i was like throwing the pokeballs looks even better than it did like it and then at some point i went back to play blue a little bit and then it was like oh man this game they did a lot of improvement in the visual department (laughs) dude those when you go back and look at gen one and it's hard to kind of Take off the nostalgia glasses, but when you play Gen 2 and then go back to Gen 1 and look at it, it's like, holy cow, this is not nice looking. Yeah, I have probably that about 85% of the sprites are better in gold and silver. I like some of the the Gen 1 sprites a little bit better. 
Really? Yeah. I yeah. couldn't name a single one that's better. Golbat. Oh, you think he's a little too silly looking in this one? He looks just, he has this, like when I saw him in blue, he just has this like ridiculous, like huge tongue hanging out of his mouth. His yeah. mouth is like wide open. He looks that's crazy. True. That's true. And then he, in this one, he just doesn't seem as You're right. fun. You're right. He is kind of, he's kind of, he looks too skinny and yeah. he's like, kind of like mushed a little bit. Yeah. So there's a few, a few cases where I like the gen one sprites a little more. All right. That's all right. Um, I guess I'm not going to just throw out a blanket general statement that they're all better. Cause that's what I right. said, like 85%. All right. I don't know if I'd agree with that, but uh, I'll give you gold bat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for conceding gold bat. Uh, yes. Gold bat. Gold bat, gold, gold bat. duck, all the gold. <laughs> uh, another thing, Jordan, that I have that I like that the game does, and you obviously don't really care, is the shiny Pokemon. It's just a nice... There's a lot with Pokemon is like these tiny things yeah. that add up to be... I mean, it's... Dan likes the shiny Pokemon. Dan That's likes fine. the shiny Pokemon. It's, it's a nice, it's another thing that you can kind of flex or it's another thing that's in the game to chase. It's a playground legend. I got a Pikachu that is orange, <laughs> orange A little bit yellow. more yellow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, sparkles. check out my flesh-colored Dyranitar. <laughs> but I'm just is saying. Is gameplay broken? It's another like tiny thing that just adds to the 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 presentation here as a kid who would have been in like sixth grade when this game came out i don't think any of my friends knew that shiny pokemon were even a thing yeah well they were so rare i know but like there was a lot of us playing this game putting a lot of time into it i just feel like they're often so inconsequential like i remember being like oh red gyarados that's awesome and then nothing yeah. i didn't even ever hear about shiny pokemon until i was like in college and I came back to start playing Pokemon again. And I was like, there's what? And they were in the game that I played when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that's fine. There. You can like it. You can like it. That's fine. I think they're dumb. Fine. You think legendaries are dumb, but that's another problem of legendary yours. Pokemon are stupid. All right, Stop. let's go. We're not talking about what the game Stop. does poorly yet. Uh, next thing, Jordan, last thing I have under presentation, the music music. Absolutely. So good. Oh my goodness. And the, the music in the first games and, and Red, Blue, and Yellow is so good. Yeah. And then they just took it and they're like, what if we did it even better? What if we did it even better? And then what if we remixed yeah. the first soundtrack and made that awesome as well? Okay, so I played, you know, the whole game. Uh, credits roll, because you're playing Johto. Credits roll. Oh, there's Kanto. You can go back and play the yeah. continent from the first game. And then I, I get into a wild battle and I was like, there's a different wild yeah, yeah. Pokemon theme. <laughs> the game is technically over and they're still throwing new tracks at us. Yeah. And it's like, holy cow. Yeah. It's so good. It is. The music is so good. Uh, it's it's kind of mind-blowing um, how much music there is. Yeah. And how I'm pretty sure 90% of it is just completely fantastic. I don't think I heard a song that I didn't like. No. And I... The, okay. So there's like this this thing you can do where you can go through the whole game credits roll you go to Kanto and you do that entire continent and you unlock the magnet train that lets you go back and forth between the two continents and so maybe the very last piece of music that you're going to encounter in this game is the little five second ditty that plays when you're on the magnet train <laughs> and they programmed an entire song just for that and it's not just like a throwaway garbage little yeah. like sound effect 
it's a bop. Yeah. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> like, they just threw so much music into this game. Yeah, the 90% number that I'm like hedging on is like some of the caves are kind of like, all right, well, I don't know. Um, it's, it's you know, it's cave music. It's not supposed to be like comforting. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, like, I feel like they took to heart some of the weird, maybe like criticism of some of the eeriness yeah. in Pokemon Red and Blue. Because they, a lot of the songs like Lavender Town, like it felt a little less eerie to me when they changed it. And it felt, some of those tracks just felt a little bit more major than minor. That just that <laughs> just goes thing. in, that just goes in to feed like the urban legends that we talked yeah. about in uh, episode 47. We did Red and Blue talking about like how there was all these urban legends about the music from mm-hmm. Lavender Town, like making people go crazy or kill yeah. themselves or whatever. And then... They just did a little remix, and now, boom, throw more wood on that fire. They're like, it was so bad that they had to change it for the future games. <laughs> they had to take out that dissonant tritone that was making everyone go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, music, fantastic. So good. Yeah, what else you got? Um, We don't have to talk about this a lot because we've already mentioned it in the intro, but there's a hundred new Pokemon, Dan, and that's pretty awesome. I remember being a kid and being so pumped. When I yeah. was at the end of one of the movies and you saw like new Pokemon and you're yeah. like, whoa, there's more than 151. And then playing this game and I still get a rush when like I see those Gen 2 Pokemon because like the original 151 are like so ingrained in me. Yeah. And I had like the poster on my wall when I was a kid. And so then just like there's still something cool about there are gen 2 pokemon that i've never caught in a game and like encountering them for the first time in this again and being like holy cow like i can catch this thing that i've never caught before and i don't know just adding like taking it and making a sequel and being like we're gonna throw a hundred more i'd never played a game with a hundred characters in it and now here's a game with 251 characters in it it's just like it's crazy yeah i um i feel like the the pokemon that i encountered in this game sort of felt to me like they strengthened my point in in the original red and blue episode where i was like is gen one just better and after i played through this i've really i still feel like gen one is better oh i do i'm like all right spinarak you're super wrong centret uh absolutely wrong i'm just like i don't think that these i like gen one better i just don't make me do the rant again don't make (laughs) me do the rant again about all the stupid gen one pokemon there are a lot of stupid gen one pokemon but i think on the whole they're still better than (laughs) no gen two has so many good ones dan what are you talking about Name your favorite. You are Dan isn't just wearing his normal glasses, but he's got (laughs) a big set of of nostalgia sunglasses over them, and then he's got like a novelty pair of like Texas sized welding goggles. I'm not saying there aren't good Gen two Pokemon. Laser engraved on. You got like Crobat. You got Steelix. You got Scizor, Umbreon, two of the greatest Pokemon ever. Tyranitar is awesome. You added a bunch of evolutions to Pokemon that didn't have them and should have had them. I mean, fine. You made Gen 1 a little better. What about... <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're ridiculous. A- anyways, the point point overall, Jordan, as I was playing this game, I had a great time with it, but I was still like... I kind of like wandering around Kanto in the first game a little bit better. I kind of like the Pokemon in the first game a little bit better. Yeah, right now we're doing what the game did well. Where, where are, you, are you jumping the gun? No, you're the one who's like the Pokemon, and I'm just like presenting my side of it. I like that there's a hundred more Pokemon. There's a hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty. One. To see. 
Anyway, I'm just I'm blown away right now. Do you want to know what? What else? are your favorites? Is Scissor, Scissor, and Umbreon are two of my all-time favorite Pokemon. Yeah. Period. Not just from Gen Two, but just you were like, rolling with period. Jumpluff. Jumpluff is awesome. I see. This is the thing. My party definitely skewed towards the Pokemon that I had success with in my Pokemon trading card game career. Yeah. And so Jumpluff was one of those Pokemon that I went to Top Cut at regionals with, and so I have a place in my heart for Jumpluff and nostalgia so. glasses. No, I'm I'm just saying you asked me why I was just telling you why Jump Love was my party. And then I found out, man, Jump Love is actually sweet. Uh you're gonna get wrecked by Jump Love when we play Pokemon Stadium too. Good luck. All right, Dan. Good luck. All right, Dan. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of Gen 2 Pokemon that I like. I'm not saying Gen 2 is not like good necessarily, but I'm just saying it doesn't give me the same Gen 2 is one of my favorite Pokemon. Gen 2 is my favorite Pokemon. Gen 2 is one of my favorite <laughs> penguin species, actually, is what I meant to say. Gen 2, Emperor. I don't, I don't actually know any other penguin species. Uh, Jordan, I have that. This game has an incredible knack for passing the time. It feels like it opens a tab in my brain that I always want to get back to. I was playing this game at work on my breaks. Yeah. And it was like... I always hated when my breaks would end because I'm like, I'm in the middle of a task. I'm trying to do this. We mentioned that Pokemon was like the first mobile game or whatever. One of the first like mobile gamey kind of things with all these premium add-ons, <laughs> link cables, two games, like a Pikachu a, edition Game Boy printer. Uh, <laughs> as a person who like absolutely despises mobile games because of what they do to my brain and like the way they make me feel about gaming, I am having a lot of dissonance and hating that you keep responding it talking about it that way but i also see some of those realities in pokemon well the thing is though is the game slows you down so much that you can't progress quickly and uh, so you're like all right well i just want to get to this next gym i have to go through all of this tall grass i have to fight all these trainers and it slows you down to the point where you're always like you know most of the time what you're trying to do and it takes a while to do it so it keeps you coming back. Okay. I see. I don't feel like the game is slow or that it slows you down. And it could be because I've played these first two generations often enough that like, I just like, no, this is the way that you go to have the shortest path to the next city. This is the way that you go to avoid uh, battles that you don't want to be in. But I, I mean, it definitely, we definitely played the game differently mm -hmm. because we're both now at the exact same point in the game and it took me 24 hours to do like everything I want to do. Yeah. And you're at 39, 39. So like we definitely played the game differently. Yeah. You played it with a water Pokemon. I was like, how can I get surf uh, without, this, a, without okay. a water Pokemon? So this is two, we'll talk about this that is later. two <laughs> games in a row. Cause this happened last time when, with Gen One is like, oh well, the reason you did it so much faster is because you had Venusaur, and it's like, well, you can't, you know, no, can't hold on, always hold on. be the excuse. Hold on. no, no, it, <laughs> I literally didn't have a Pokemon that I could teach Surf to. <laughs> this isn't about the difficulty I, of the early gyms. But that blows my mind. That just shows, like, how did you go through? We'll talk 10 about hours, that later, Jordan. Fourteen hours, whatever, of this game without like knowing, like, hey, Surf is coming up. I should probably catch a Slowpoke in this section that is completely dedicated to Slowpokes. Or maybe how I would I know that? We don't have to talk about that yet, Jordan. We will talk about that later. All right, whatever. We'll open that tab like Pokemon is an open tab in your brain that you just have to keep coming back to. Look at that. He brought it right back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah this game there's something about it where it was like 
when I was sitting down at work playing on my Game Boy, I was like, oh yeah, that mm-hmm. Pokemon feeling yeah. where it's like you can only typically as a kid, you'd only be able to play it in short bursts. You would rarely get long gaming sessions you yeah. know, on recess or whatever. Um, <laughs> you brought your, you brought your Game Boy to school? A lot of people did. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> no chance could I bring my Game Boy to school. Well, sorry. But it got stolen so fast. Yeah, no. Or some kid would have beat me up. Well, the thing was, we couldn't play it unless it was like time. Like if we got caught, it would get taken away. You were you were surreptitiously hiding behind the playground playing your Game Boy. No, we were surreptitiously hiding at our desk. At your desk with the Game Boy inside the desk. Oh hoping that the teacher doesn't catch you playing it. Anyways. Unreal. <laughs> my, my mind is blown right now. Well, you know, what can you do? Um, anyways, what else do you have, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to just be a quick thing because we've kind of already talked about this too, but I love that you can play both Jodo and Kanto. And the whole like story behind this blows my mind too. The fact that they were trying to get all of Jodo onto one cartridge and because they added so much stuff, they were having trouble doing it. And they had to call in Iwata and they were like, hey, um, can you help us with this code? Just imagine calling in the president of the company to like help you code something. Kind of crazy, right? <laughs> and he comes, I don't know if that's exactly how it went, but... Whatever. However it happened, he eventually like not only figures out this uh, compression algorithm that doesn't just make them be able to fit the game they want on the cartridge, but they can actually fit all of the old game too, basically. And now you beat the game, credits roll, and boom, you know, you can go over to Kanto and you have not an equal amount, but a lot. I think that, I don't know, I probably spent at least 10 hours in Kanto and I love that. So also on my What the Game Does Well, I have the post-game content and piggybacking on that is the story of the post-game content yeah. acknowledging the first game so heavily yeah um so you, yeah you get to go to Kanto and they they took some parts of it out but it's still like another quest yeah there's some stuff that's changed Cinnabar Island has been destroyed by a volcano um you know some stuff has been moved around a little bit uh but yeah you can the red and blue are like acknowledged in the the lore of this game yeah. Like the people red and blue. Not the games <laughs> red and blue, but the actual like trainer red and trainer blue. One of my gripes with Pokemon red and blue was the lack of post game. You could go get Mewtwo and Yeah, that's it. Pokemon Stadium was quote unquote the post game for Pokemon yeah. red and blue. And in this game it's like congratulations, you took your first steps into Johto. Now you need Waterfall. I hope you have it. Um <laughs> And then <laughs> it blows my mind again. How do we'll you get to the about end it, of the game without having the stuff that you should have just like found in the game? That's it blows a my mind. Really good question. Like it's a that's a perfectly valid question that I it that just I have um, kept happening to you, which makes me think that it's not the game and it might be the player. We'll 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 see. <laughs> Anyways, you get to Johto or you get to Kanto, and there's like a whole other like. A bunch of quests to do. Yeah. There's a Snorlax blocking your path immediately. You're like, oh, awesome. there's a Snorlax. The power plant is acknowledged. It's like up well, and running. And- it all ties in together because you're yeah. like, I got to get this, I got to get this uh, Snorlax to move. Somebody tells you, oh, if you have the radio card on your 
poke gear, then you can play a poke flute. It's like, oh, I need to go Somebody's get that. T- tells you that? Yeah. Okay. We'll talk do you about even it. talk to? <laughs> do you even talk to NPCs in this game, Dan? Sure do. Oh my goodness. Um, so you find right. out. Oh, I can't. I can't get this card from the radio station because the radio station doesn't have power. And then you got to go and figure this whole thing out. And you, it's great. Yeah, you got that uh, whole quest thing. Um, once you beat all of that, you have the silver cave, which you can go and fight Red. He's just standing there silently, and he'll fight you with like the yeah. most powerful Pokemon in any Pokemon game. I'm pretty sure even to this date, uh, you just get one shot by his level 81 Pikachu over and over again. He's just a brooding, silent 13-year-old fighting a brooding, silent 10-year-old. Yes, and if all of that post-game <laughs> content wasn't enough, you also have the ever-present, ever-elusive task of catching them all. Yes. Sorry, catching um all. <laughs> Good luck getting that Good event. Good luck. That Absolutely. event exclusive uh, Mew and that event exclusive Celebi. You can't catch Celebi in this game, can you? I think, you have to, I think that's in Crystal. Nope, you can. It's an event okay. exclusive. Uh, you have to do several steps. I was looking at the glitch to do it, and it oh seems my gosh. you gotta you gotta breed a male and a female Sneasel with the same move set up to like level fifty seven. No, then you have to make some bad clones, and you gotta do a bunch of tomfoolery. Nope, and I'm out. I'm out. I was out. Then you hours gotta ago. you you can after several steps and hours. You can get an egg with Celebi in it, but it'll be level zero, so you have to take it to the Pokemon daycare, and it has to go up to level two before it's usable. It is. It blows my mind how people have figured this stuff out. Yeah. Because of, and it's just, I don't know, like... All the glitches in the first two games and in these games are a product of them trying to creatively cram all of this into an eight megabyte cartridge. That's incredible. I mean, it just, it's... It's, it's crazy. It blows my mind. Absolutely crazy. So yeah, there's a ton of post-game content and I love that. Yeah, I always loved, since I did talk to the NPCs, Jordan. Um, did you? I sure did. They they kept saying stuff about three years ago and how the yeah. world had changed and yeah. like all this stuff, you know, Blue is now running Giovanni's old gym. Yep. Um, and it's like when you go back to Pallet Town and you can talk to Blue's sister and she's like, yeah, my brother is like, my little brother runs the gym, blah, blah, blah. And Who like, else can you talk to in Pallet Town, Dan? Professor Oak. Yeah, who else though? Uh, didn't go in Red's house. Exactly. What are you, how do you even play RPGs? You're not going in every building and talking to every NPC? Well, Jordan, when I have a podcast to record, I'm kind of on the fast track, quite <sighs> literally, if you 10, 10x speed. If you would have gone into Red's house, his mom would have told you about him too. Uh, I, th- I don't know. I'm, I was too busy trying to figure out how to Apparently. get the last three badges in that game, which is like, oh, Blue's not in his gym. This feel, It feels to me like they started to run out of time a little bit with this post-game stuff. Because then you go down to Cinnabar Island, and Blue's just standing on Cinnabar Island. Which was like, destroyed by a volcano. Which was destroyed by a volcano. And he's like, I don't f- I'm not in the mood for a battle, but now I'll go back to my gym. So it's yeah. like, it just, it, it felt well, like... It's- it's actually Weird. clever game design, Dan, because they want you to not have that battle yet. They make you go down to Cinnabar, and then the obvious thing to do would be to surf over and fight Blaine. Yes. And then Blue would be your final gym battle. Right. Which is what happened to me. Yeah. So that's not that's not lazy. That's good I didn't, game design. I didn't call it lazy. It was just, it felt like there wasn't enough to that quest to get Blue back to his gym is what I was saying. The funny thing is when you go and fight Blaine, he says, my gym burned down a year ago. And it's like, why was Blue there checking it out a year later? (laughs) (laughs) Why was your gym in a volcano to begin with, Blaine? 
yeah fireman uh fire pokemon gym guy it's like maybe you took that a little bit too far (laughs) uh i have jordan the payoff of evolutions feel really good to me in this game like is that different than gen one no and i think i had a similar point in the the first episode that we did where it was like when I grind up my ghastly from level 10 up to 24, 25 or whatever, and yeah. he finally turns into Haunter, it's yep. just like, yes. Or when my uh, Flaffy finally turned into Ampharos, yeah. I was like, oh, yes, finally. Yes, it is Let's a point. Let's go. It is a point worth repeating that in a lot of RPGs, the difference between a level one guy and a level 50 guy is mm-hmm. really just that they have better stats. And in Pokemon, not only do you have better stats, but you actually turn into a completely different character, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. And there's just something about it, like knowing it's coming, sometimes not knowing when it's coming. Yeah. Um, feeling like your your hard work like pays off in more than just XP and levels and, and new moves. It's Man. just something special. You just dug up a memory of like so many of these things, like evolution conditions, you would have no clue about. Yeah. Um, unless you bought the manual, the Prima Guide. And I just had a flashback of being in middle school and flipping through the Prima guide and being like, oh, that's how you evolve this Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Or talking with friends and being like, I can't, I, I've leveled up my Haunter to level 50 and he hasn't evolved yet. And they're like, oh, you got to trade him. Yeah. So on one hand, it's kind of sucky that they don't tell you how to do all that stuff. But on the other hand, there was like a lot of like adventure and exploration involved in playing and trying to figure out all that stuff. Yeah. Well, if you talk to the NPCs, sometimes they'll tell you stuff, Jordan. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> Dan, I feel like you on this one because I have a point with a bunch of sub points, but there yeah. are a ton of quality of life improvements in this game over I, the first generation. I think we're going to like overlap a bit here. I have a yeah. section called mechanics. And okay. I was, <laughs> was going to say, maybe we can hit these quickly. Yeah. Uh, you, you go through it and then I'll uh, see if there's anything left over. All right. Well, t- fine. Uh, the game, one of our complaints with red and blue. Yeah. Items aren't really explained. This no. game, they finally give you a little text box that tells you like what an ether and a max elixir does. It's and, super like, helpful. It tells you, you know, you can just find out more information, which is was one of my biggest complaints. It's good to know what an item is and what it does before you use it. I yeah. Agree. Not a perfect system because sometimes like when you, it's like time to learn a new move. Do you want to learn uh, cotton spore? I don't know. Do I? That's yeah. a good question. Good point. That's You're still... not going to tell me what that, and they improve that in future iterations of Pokemon. Yes. Not a perfect system, but much better than it was Yep. Um, in previous games. Uh, trading with Gen 1, Jordan. You can go back to the past in this game, and it allows you to trade with red and blue, as long as you're trading compatible Pokemon that can go back to red and blue. Okay. Um, I appreciated the fact that they le- they allowed the games to talk to each other. Yeah. Um, it seems like you're kind of like, eh, hey, whatever. Um, but I feel like completing your Pokedex in this game is a lot better because of that, or like at least making use of your old Pokemon save when you get a new Pokemon game kind of feels really cool to me. It is cool. It's not something that I've ever been interested or have ever tried out, but I'm glad that it makes you happy. Says the guy who doesn't like legendary Pokemon. Dan, we we need to do this again. Legendary Pokemon (laughs) aren't cool. Everybody gets them. They're super overpowered, and you can't even use them in tournaments. So what's the point? Anyways, 
uh, menus are more organized in this game. Like, for example, throwing Pokeballs was in a giant list of all my items in Pokemon Blue. Yes. In this game, when you want to throw a Pokeball, it's actually in a section of your backpack. It's not like mixed in with your potions and revives and your TMs are in their own section and key items are in another Yes, you have section. A, a bigger bag with multiple compartments yes. and each of them are separated. A big gripe of ours with Gen 1 was everything's thrown into one bag and you can't hold that much stuff and yeah. so you end up throwing away things that you maybe wanted to use later. In this game... You can have every single TM and HM in your bag and not run out of space. And it's great. You still run out of space a lot. but I mean, for your TMs and HMs, you're never going to have to throw away a TM because yes. you can't yes. fit it in your bag. Uh, well, one thing we like we, we pointed out, Red Blue, same thing here, the save system. Save anywhere. It's just nice. Every game should have that. Yes. Yeah. It absolutely should. Um, nothing really to say there. It's It's just, it's nice. Uh, Pokedex lets you see nests, Jordan. If you pick a Pokemon that you've yep. seen in the wild, you can literally go in and see where you can go catch that Pokemon. There's if a you little caught it. sub menu called Area, and it'll yeah. show you where in Johto and Kanto. And I think no, it doesn't tell you what time of day. I, that's the interesting thing, though. If you go and try to look for a Pokemon that only appears at night, and you click on Area, and it's during the day. You won't see anything, yeah. but at night, it actually changes, which is one of the things that I had listed as a quality of life upgrade is that the clock makes the world way less mm-hmm. static. Everything has, like, every day there's new berries and apricorns, and you can do stuff that is specifically on a day-night cycle, and that makes it feel less static. Yeah, the clock system is the last thing under my mechanics uh, because of the way that it does affect the game and all that stuff. Oh, Dan. I have so many more quality of life points than what you just listed. All right. Uh, We can go through these quickly. Um, A big gripe of ours in the last game was a box fills up and you're just screwed. In this game, when your box is full, when you catch a Pokemon that fills the 20th slot in a box, Bill gives you a call and says, hey, your box is full. And now you know. You're not going to go try to catch more Pokemon. You can go quickly fly to a Poke Center, Mm -hmm. fix that. And, you know, it's still not great that you have to manually manage the boxes, but at least they give you a heads up now. That's nice. Uh, Dan, another gripe of ours in Gen 1 was that you had to go into a menu to choose cut or to choose yeah. surf. Mm-hmm. Now you can just click on a yep. tree or you can click on the yes. water or whatever. Yes. And it will use your HM without going into a menu. Um, breeding is weird to have in a child's game, <laughs> but it's cool that it gives you the option. You can uh, use that to get more little baby Pokemon. We hated the experience all in Gen 1, and in this game, you get an experience share, and you can share experience with just one Pokemon instead of having to go through 15 text boxes to do the experience all. Maybe that was a silver-only thing. Nope. (laughs) Nope, I'm just guessing you didn't talk to the right NPC, Dan. Last thing is the move deleter. I had so many regrets in Gen 1 when I would teach a Pokemon, a main party Pokemon, an HM, because Mm. I needed to cut or surf or something, and then I was stuck with it for the whole game. And this game gives you a move deleter, and you can delete those HM moves. I still would like to be able to just delete them by trying to teach a new TM, but at least you have some sort of option. So lots of quality of life improvements over the first gen. Now, how does that work? You go to the move deleter. No. Oh. How does the move deleter delete the moves from the Pokemon? Like, are you asking me like... A lore question. Oh, a lore question. (laughs) I would guess that this is just a really skilled hypnotist, maybe. Yeah. And why can Pokemon only learn four moves in the first place? (laughs) That's purely like a 
uh, limitations of the coding problem. Because well, in the in this like the cartoons, they can learn more than four moves. Or Lance's Charizard can only learn one move, which is pretty crazy. Um, Flamethrower. Yeah, I one shot that guy, so I don't have any clue what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, if you didn't one shot him, he would have hit you with flamethrower about twenty times. Only flamethrower. See, this is the problem of you not having a water Pokemon that knows surf. I basically one shotted it once I got Ampharos going. Why were you attacking a I was trying Pokemon? to put it to sleep with right. Haunter. Oh my goodness. And then he full restored it like it was a problem. I beat Lance first try. I just had to use a bunch of <laughs> items to do so <laughs> all of the like hardcore like pokemon people who are like into the fighting and all that kind of stuff are just cringing at all of the things that you just said i don't care that's fine you're bringing out a ghost pokemon against a fire pokemon yeah because my ghost pokemon was one of my highest level and know, he was like Char knocking out everything else that charizard is going to be using special attacks which are going to absolutely wreck your hunter which is fine because i can eat his dreams and regain my health Doubt. Sounds like you got one job. Although anyway. hypnosis in this game, I think only has a sixty percent a success rate, according to fake Mike Jones, who told me. Yeah, hypnosis is garbage. If I gotta learn sleep powder, he can't learn sleep powder. He's, not Haunter. He's I'm just talking a, about for Pokemon. You like, can't eat dreams if you can learn sleep powder. Anyway, anyway, which Dan, is a great move. That wraps up my extensive list of what this game does well. Do you have anything left? Uh, no. I think we got it all. All right, well, that we can all. move on to my extremely short list of what this game doesn't do so well. first I, my, let's hear it all right i got a lot to say here i don't have a lot but i think the, the <laughs> biggest thing that stands out to me is that this is a way bigger game like as from a scale perspective yeah just the number of places that you go but i feel like there's way less story in the first game you have like this ever-present threat of team rocket and they're doing all of this stuff and everything is connected and you're going from town to town and it's like it feels like there's one big connected story. And in this one, it's like there's some bad guys who are messing with a radio tower and everything just kind of feels more loosely connected in the Johto section of the game. Mm. And then like you beat that and then there's like a completely separate side quest story thing with the whole power station and the radio and all mm. that. And it's like it just feels like the story isn't quite as interconnected and um, all-encompassing as the first game. But did you ever wonder what a Slowpoke tail tasted like, Jordan? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> that's the thing with, like, Team Rocket, like, they're at one point, like, catching Slowpokes to sell their tails, and then later they're... No, 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 don't... Messing with the radio Team Rocket power? is cutting off Slowpoke tails. Yeah. I think they're cooking them and selling them. Yeah. For like a million no. poke. You no, can no, no, buy no. one. The guy in that town tries to sell you one for a million, but then later in the game, you can buy one for 9,000. <laughs> it's only so, 9,000. <laughs> or it might be like six. It, it was like completely reasonable later in the game. Did you buy it? 
No. <laughs> it felt wrong. But like, that's not like, I don't know. It just feels weird. It feels like they had this big scale they wanted to do all of this stuff and add all these new features, but they didn't really spend a whole lot of time figuring out the story. And I know like a lot of people don't play Pokemon for the story. The whole appeal is just like catching a bunch of Pokemon monsters and, and going and fighting all the gyms. That's fine. It didn't like detract from my enjoyment of the game, but it did feel like a weaker story than the first generation. I wonder if that's why I kind of made the point a little bit earlier that I liked wandering through Kanto a little bit more. I don't know if it's a story thing, like every in in Kanto, every city was like driving you to the next one to yeah. complete a specific thing, and in this game, it was like a little bit more loosey goosey. And it's kind of weird too because like Rocket keeps like talking about like oh we're we're kind of just going after we got defeated three years ago. We don't know where Giovanni is, and you keep thinking like oh eventually Giovanni's going to show up, and he doesn't. And a lot of this story stuff is specifically the stuff like having to do with Giovanni. Some of that does get remedied in Heart Goal heart gold soul silver that is a tongue twister some of that gets remedied in the remake of this where they added a little bit more story but in this original gen 2 it's kind of lacking yeah i think um i don't i don't i don't know how i feel about the story it's like it's fine it's just it's, I, there was nothing I didn't hate it. I'm just saying it, it was a weakness compared to the first generation. Like I liked it when Lance showed up. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, that was nice. That was, you got some stuff going on that's like seems interesting. But it's like also, again, why are you relying on me, a preteen, to do this when the Pokemon champion is here? Like he should be able to handle this on his own or maybe bring the four strongest Pokemon trainers in the world along with him who he works with every day They're and traveling. they can sort this out really quickly. They're traveling they're traveling does he say that blue is traveling (laughs) oh my goodness blue's traveler he's not in the elite four (laughs) why isn't he he said that he got beaten you beat him in pokemon red yeah he's not the champion anymore then he becomes the leader of the gym what how does that even work how who gets to be an elite four shouldn't it be the people who can beat the elite four not get like all the way demoted to gym leaders it's not, I don't know if he got demoted, but like he <laughs> he became part of the Elite Four and then you beat him like instantly before he even gets to like register his name. Yeah, in the so Hall he of Fame. should be like number three in the Elite Four or number four. Instead Maybe of number he f- wanted to run his fifth. own gym and not be up there know, where like man. one person comes every 40 years because you have to go through this giant cave. <laughs> I don't know. Red just completely abandons. He's like, I don't even care about being the top dog. I'm just going to go hang out in a cave and yeah, and just brood in a brood. cave. <laughs> And then disappear if somebody beats me. With a level 81 Pikachu. Goodness. Dude, he's just been living his best life, going out and catching all the strongest Pokemon. Throwing Pikachu in the water like AJ with his Sandshrew. Sandshrew! (laughs) I I have no clue what you're referencing. (laughs) There's an episode of Pokemon where Ash tries to beat this guy who's like 99 and 0. Oh, okay. And then like he's like needs to get to 100 and 0 before he like challenges the pokemon league or something oh and ash thinks he's gonna beat him and it's this whole thing and he like puts sandrew a ground pokemon makes him train in the pool oh no um, yeah it's oh, to make no. him stronger that dude this whole <laughs> world is just people torturing these poor animals oh <laughs> what are you gonna do uh, not that <clears throat> now jordan the first thing yeah i have yeah on what the game doesn't do so well Lack of smell you later. 
All right. Your yeah, all right. Your rival is definitely has a very different demeanor in this game. Yeah. And uh he's not quite as uh, happy go lucky. I don't know. How <laughs> happy do you des- go lucky. How do you describe blue? He's kind of just like he's like into himself, but he's also not like a total jerk. Like this guy is just a total jerk. Well, I also felt like Blue in this game did not strike me as the same rival from Red and Blue. He seemed like a lot less of he's more mature, a whiny brat. He's three he's years 13, older. He's thirteen now. Oh no, I didn't even think about that. He's thirteen again. This is the problem with having your whole world be saved by preteens. Three years later, they're still. A young teen. Three years later, the greatest trainer in the world <laughs> is 13 years old. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> off in a cave by himself. Like, where are his parents? Well, in this game, they say, uh, I think I, maybe I did talk to, to Red's mom. Because it's like, somebody said, no word is better. No word means they're fine or something. Yeah, it was dark. It was kind of. Gr- She's like, I haven't heard from him in a long time. So yeah, I did. It's like you haven't heard from your 13 year old from a long time. Like I think you're going to be hearing from Child Protective Services pretty soon. <laughs> Not even old enough to be emancipated. Come on, lady. What are you doing? Just sitting at this table all day. Go find your son. <laughs> but on on a more serious note of what the game doesn't do well, Jordan, I have mechanics that I that kind of irked me a little bit. All right, let's hear it. Some sub points. Uh, first of all, 20, 20 Pokemon per box, but the box doesn't auto change. Like, I just wish, yes, Bill calls you and lets you know when the box gets full. Yeah. But if you're out in the middle of a field and you can't catch any more Pokemon, yeah. it can be annoying. It is. I, I agree. I just wish it would automatically change to the next box. That's definitely a product of its time. And by today's standard, it is not okay. I agree. I don't yeah. like that. Uh, next thing, ambiguous bag space. I don't know how many bag slots I had, but it kept telling me I could not pick up more items in this game a lot. It was definitely less than last time. You could hold way more items this time, but you're right. I would still like a bigger bag. Yeah, so I had to drop off items. It's just something that I needed to remember to do, but it was like, oh, I can't pick up this Carbos or this PP up without going back and dropping it into the PC and cleaning out all of my But you actually put items in the PC? Yeah. I just littered everywhere. I would just toss stuff that I didn't want anymore. Well, it's like a lot of them I just threw into my Haunter if it was like a stat upgrade thing because he was kind of like my main Pokemon. You just willy-nilly threw stat upgrades into your Haunter? Yeah. I'm going to wreck you. (laughs) I'm going to absolutely wreck you. Okay, good luck. I wish you the best. You are very confident for a person who needed 40 hours to beat Pokemon Gold and Silver. I didn't, I mean, uh, to be fair, Jordan... About 20 of those 40 were on 10x fast forward speed. <laughs> All right. That's <laughs> to finish in time for this episode. All right. Shout out to the Retron. Shout out to the Retron. It's so good. Saving the day <laughs> because uh, a huge downside of these games are the fact that they run on a battery. And if that battery dies, you can't save anymore. And we both were like, oh, our gold and silvers must be fine because our red and blues are fine and those are older games. Not realizing that the clock in these games eats the battery up way faster than gold and blue, or sorry, red and blue, which don't have a clock. And both of our copies had battery issues. Dan's, well, Dan's had been replaced by yeah, somebody else before, and it was like they, electrical taped in there. Yeah, they did a janky job. So I lost, like I started my save, got like, I don't know, 45 minutes in, 40 minutes in. And then when I went to play like the next day, I, it was just like start a new game. I was like, no, 
Yeah, that's no. super lame. The good news is the batteries are cheap. The bad news is it's not super easy. You need to know somebody who has some sort of electronics background and can solder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to just like, you know, soldering is not difficult. Most people could probably learn how to do it with a YouTube tutorial, but you have to have the stuff and you don't want to mess up the board. You don't want to like burn up your board and then you're done. Well, the guy who replaced our batteries said that you those little prongs on the batteries yeah. they would not come off the board of the old battery. So he had to like, clip them. Yeah. And then solder the new. It was. A, I don't know. So it's yeah, a problem. Not 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 great. If you have an old copy of Silver or Gold laying around that you're inspired by this podcast to go play, it's probably dead. If you haven't <laughs> replaced it, um, like I said, good news is it's not super expensive. Bad news is it's not the easiest thing to replace. Good news is Retron Five will let you play it at literally like 10x speed, which yes. is so nice for like wandering through caves. Now playing with the Retron, I did have some problems with the day-night cycle because it it wasn't yes. using an yes. internal clock, and so it was just like when I was 12 hours in, even though I was on like my fifth day real time of playing, I was still on my first day, and so those berries weren't repopulating, and my balls were not being created by the Apricorn guy. Uh. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the Retron, though. Again, you can catch other trainers' Pokemons with a cheat on this thing. There is a cheat. <laughs> I got really excited, you guys, because Trainer Joey kept calling me on my Pokegear to tell me how awesome his Rattata was. And I was like, I'm going to go catch that Rattata using this cheat. And I got excited. I went there. I fought him <laughs> again. And I caught his Rattata using the cheat on the Retron. Unfortunately, when you use the cheat on a Game Shark or the Retron and you catch another trainer's Pokemon, it gives you that Pokemon with no attacks. Which, which is it, totally fine. I mean, no, you it's can not. Still, like, it's not because I could make it work. You'd have to only use TMs because you literally can't level him up with no attacks. You just swap him out of battle. Yeah, but then if it's already like a level 20 Pokemon and you've missed half of its moves that it can learn. Then just take it to Mount Silver. What? Mount Silver and grind it up. Oh. So it learns some moves. Come K- on, Jordan. Silver Cave, Mount Silver. This thing's got a lot of names. It's kind of confusing. Silver Caves. Silver Caves. All right. Uh, yeah, shout out to the Retron. Th- another thing. Mom wastes your money. If you decide to give your money to mom in this game, she she'll, be like, she'll be like, I used your money for something I think you're going to like. Yeah. And then you go and you see what she bought. And Super it's potion. Like, it's, it's something... She did it like three times and it wasn't, I, when I finally went back to, uh, whatever your house, uh, new bark town, new bark town. Thank you. Uh, I saw that she just was hoarding most of it, but for the most of this game, I was like, why is she wasting my money on items that aren't very useful? You know, it was sweet though, Dan, she also bought you cool dolls. And if you go up to your room and use the computer in your room, you can see all the dolls she's bought you, and you can put those Pokemon dolls on the table in your room. Oh, which see, is I cool. Saw that I she bought Charmander and a Clefairy on the desk in my room. I didn't know how that worked. I think I went in my room and didn't see anything. I was just like, okay, whatever. Got to use the PC, Dan. But yeah, I was like, Mom, why are you doing? And then I realized she just saves whatever. I don't know if it's half your money or something. I don't know. Pro tip: if you have money problems in these Pokemon games, don't give your mom any money. Or give your mom any money if you give your mom money if you're getting knocked out a lot because I think you lose money for getting knocked out. In this yeah, game. they also why did they change it to be called whited out? I don't know what the difference is between whiting out and blacking out is, but they're both a thing. One oh, they're of a, both a thing. One of them might be associated with gyms. The other one might be associated with the wild. I only got whited out. I only got killed twice in this game, and they were both in gyms. So I got fainted out. out. You fainted, fainted. Fainted. Jordan. Nothing dies unless it's a Nuzlocke run. <laughs> then everything dies. Everything dies. Uh, so another point, Jordan, 
that I have that I didn't really like not being able to buy essential items at every single shop, repels, escape ropes, super potions, hyper potions. Like when you don't have fly, like getting around the world, yeah. that's part of why I didn't have all of the repels that I wanted is like, I've only got four in my bag. This shop doesn't have any. And so I would get stuck in these places without things like repel or not sure if I want to waste them. Not, not sure how close I am to the end of this encounter or whatever. Um, and I just wish that maybe each shop, as you progress through the game, updated with the same items. That would be nice. I agree. Um, it's just a little thing that I was like, I uh, wish it. Why can't I buy a repel here? Like, I just want to buy a repel from the shop, and yeah. I can't. And that's annoying. I didn't personally have that problem. I'm, I don't know. I managed my items pretty well, and I bought a ton of repels because I hate wild encounters. I like using the trick where you put a specific level Pokemon at the front of your party. So you can only have wild encounters that are high level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I didn't have that specific problem, but I, I do wish that when you unlocked new items, they became available at every mart. Yeah. The last thing, Jordan, that I, I have in that section is just, you can't see, I brought it up already. You can't see what moves do before you learn them. Yeah. Like this, it's, it's annoying. Also, when you uh, try to learn a new move and you accidentally click on the wrong move and it doesn't ask you, are yeah. you sure? Yeah. And it just instantly erases the move yeah. that you didn't want to get rid of. That's another thing that's kind of annoying. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't, I mean, yeah, it's just, if you're mashing the A button through the menu, like you're probably going to accidentally forget the wrong move. Yeah. Um, kind of dumb, but uh, Jordan, the last, last point, last section that I have for what the game doesn't do so well. Okay. You're going to have some problems with this, but whatever. All right. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk this out. Getting stuck. Getting stuck? I got stuck several times in this game. I have three instances. All right, let's hear them, um, and then I'll tell you why it was your fault and not the game's. That's, well, it's, th- th- that's, this is a discussion. Yeah. And to be fair, the internet is a thing now. It is. So by, today, <clears throat> by today's standards, look it up. Yeah. I got, to, I got stonewalled at Rage Lake. <sighs> I got surf the hm and i couldn't teach it to anything because the only water pokemon that i had was a level 10 magikarp and so not knowing i was i was trying to to like be like maybe i can take pokemon from pokemon blue put them into pokemon stadium put them into pokemon mm. gold oh you could trade the old way and i tried to do all of this funny so stuff you, you were specifically not catching pokemon early on in this game because you were planning on bringing pokemon no over from no pokemon. no no just when i didn't have a water pokemon it was like okay what's the best approach i have to go back through this cave you're like and where can i game. get a water pokemon <sighs> and it's like all right well is it gonna take is it gonna be more or less time to go back to Slowpoke Cave, which I had to Google to get a Slowpoke, or can I just put, take a Tentacool yeah. and like put that in my game and teach it surf and just be done with this? Yeah. So, <laughs> so the solution that I went with, Jordan, which I helped, I learned a lot about Pokemon Stadium too. This was very uh, fruitful for not the reason I intended it. I took a Magikarp from Pokemon Gold. Okay. It let me transfer that into Pokemon Blue via Pokemon Stadium. Okay. Too. I then grinded that <laughs> level 10 Magikarp inside Mewtwo ca- Mewtwo's cave up to level 19. Okay. So that it didn't evolve into Gyarados because I was nervous that if it evolved that it wouldn't let me send it back. 
Okay. I put that level 19 <laughs> magic cart back into Pokemon Stadium, put it back into Pokemon Gold, grinded some more to get to level 20, then taught it surf, and then got to the shiny level 30 Gyarados. <laughs> I, so this immediately. <laughs> this is the thing, Dan. You were half the way through this game and you hadn't caught a water Pokemon. That's on you. I didn't know that I would be stuck like. You didn't that. know the game was going to have HM Surf. You've played how many Pokemon games? I didn't, Dan? Jordan. I didn't think it would be that hard to find a water Pokemon. It's I was, not. It's not like I was neglecting the area. It was. I wasn't neglecting catching Pokemon in this game. You have a lot of. I just didn't encounter a water pokemon between the beginning of the game and rage lake that's not true because you Other have than a to card. do slow poke well and you would have hit at least 10 of them doing i that. didn't i didn't you went through that entire cave i did go through that entire cave with a rappel on i'm i don't i don't think i had a rappel on but somehow i i don't believe some you. way if i did encounter a slow poke i may have accidentally knocked it out or tried to catch it but that's like a but, cool pokemon why wouldn't you stop until you caught a slow poke I've tried probably. I don't know, Jordan. I think that happened when I was like right. streaming, so my brain was probably half turned off. So I you spent a, a bunch of hours game. playing, doing weird stuff, trying yes. to get a Pokemon to serve. Yes. I feel like that's on you. What's your next one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't relate to that at all. The next one is Waterfall being missable. So <laughs> I feel like... I got to the end of this game. I beat the last gym. I was like, cool, we're going to Kanto. <laughs> and then the only place in this entire game where you need waterfall. <laughs> no, that's not true. Where you need waterfall to get through it. Okay, I guess, yeah. <laughs> is to try to get to the Elite Four. Literally, you can play everything in this entire game without Waterfall, except for crossing over from Johto to Kanto. Yeah, but you can say that about... What is the point? You can say that about almost every HM. They really only... Besides Surf, or besides Surf, Cut, and Fly, the rest of them are like, oh, you only need Strength one time. You only need Rock Smash one time. Well, Rock Smash, is, Rock Smash isn't even an HM, which is dumb. Yeah. Because if you teach that to a throwaway Pokemon, then you're stuck. But you don't have to Rock Smash. You have to have Strength to get into a gym. You have to have it to solve... Uh, puzzles and caves dan i just um, looked up where hm7 waterfall is in the ice cave it's right next to the exit it's not right next to the exit it's right next it sure to the isn't exit. you have How to solve a puzzle this? like there's there's a stairwell like right above it and then you have to somehow solve the ice sliding puzzle so yeah. that you land below that stairwell and i think at that point i was like irritated or frustrated or didn't have room in my bag so maybe i saw the pokeball but it was like screw it i can't pick it up anyways and <laughs> Didn't it didn't affect me at all until like hours later when I'm wandering around the world going, is H is waterfall a thing? I'm pretty sure the last gym leader was like, you can use waterfall outside of battle now. Yeah, I was like, cool. Uh, where what, are you gonna give me waterfall? Like, where is it? And then I, and then I text you and you're like, I think I got some from random some rando NPC. I couldn't remember because and then I because <laughs> you it. found it in a cave on the ground. Like, yeah. why is it the only HM that's like in a cave on the ground? You get to the end of this ice cave and there's a puzzle there with a with an item at the end of the puzzle. It's obviously important. There, no, it's not in the critical path in the cave. If you're if you are near the exit and there's a puzzle, 
Like, why would there be a puzzle for a carbos or something? Because there's a bunch of random items strewn throughout caves. Not behind a why puzzle. Why would it be? Yes, behind a puzzle. Mm. Why would it be any different? I don't know. I, again, this seems more like you just avoid. Like, I Jordan, don't know, Dan. I feel like you Jordan, saw it. It was there and you ignored it. Jordan. Why was every other HM given to you in this game by talking to an Listen, NPC? I hate that you're making me uh, defend HMs because I think <laughs> HMs are stupid. They're the worst part of Pokemon. They make me teach stupid moves to Pokemon that I don't want to waste spaces on. So I agree HMs are all stupid. This one is a little bit extra stupid, but again, I don't know if it's like you getting stuck. I mean, technically you had already beaten the game at that point. Um, and you had had an npc tell you that this is something that you should have yeah well why 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 is it the one thing that's different and the one thing that blocks you out from the end of the game so i wandered around a while because i like to try to be like okay i didn't find this maybe it's on me maybe i just need to go talk to a bunch of people in this town nope not this town maybe i need to talk where is it where is it and then i finally googled it and i was like yeah really Really, really? I'm glad you Googled it, though, instead of like spending an hour trying to find this. Yeah, thing. well, the last point that I have on getting stuck is something else that I Googled, and that was, where's the Pokey Flute in Pokemon Gold? No. Okay, this is, again, you not talking to NPCs because the person standing right next to the Snorlax tells you that you need tells to Tells get... you early on you need some kind of card, and I, I was like, early all, right, on. all right, cool. Like, you talk to them, and they're like, you did the radio, you need a radio card. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And then I'm like going on my way. I wasn't. It wasn't some text box that I was like... Oh, this is essential to the the story. I'm you, like, I don't know why I need standing, another radio card. Dan. We already did this. Why do I need this stupid radio card? Because different oh. countries have different broadcast. Because <laughs> different side quests require, I, require I'll give you stupid things. I'll give you one out of three on this. The Rage Lake one is silly. The the Waterfall one, you're right. That's dumb. This one, though, you're standing next to a Snorlax. You know how to wake a Snorlax up. She tells you, oh, there's a Poke Flute channel on the radio. I didn't see that she said the that. The whole side quest is about getting power back to the radio station. Jordan, there's a thing that you need to know about game design, and that is players do not <sighs> players do not read. Okay. Man, listen, we called when we, in our first episode about Pokemon Red and Blue, we kind of called them baby's first RPG. Yeah. And this one is like a step up. This is toddler's first RPG. <laughs> but like they tell you everything you need to know. If you talk to the and you even said there's hardly anybody in this game. It's like all of these towns are deserted. Yeah, that's because there's only a handful of NPCs and you can talk to all of them. And almost every single one of them tells you something that is helpful. Yeah, but when you miss something... It's like, which one do you talk to, though? All of them, because there's only like five per town. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of towns, and Uh, sometimes you don't um, have fly, and you can't easily travel around. This is post-game, so that didn't apply. I said sometimes you don't have fly, like in the case of the Rage Lake thing. I'm giving you one out of three. That's 33%. No, you're not. That's that's three out of three. Beware if you get stuck in this game. Look it up. There's places (laughs) where you can get stuck. Go ahead, look it up. Or just, I don't know, talk to the people in the game. Jordan, but look you it up. can't remember what everybody says. There's and- only one like thing. That whole Kanto side quest is about getting power back to the radio station. And then when you do the when you get power back to the the generator, uh, the power plant thing. Yeah. The guy gives you zap cannon. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Is that it? No, that's not it. And you I was also like, unlocked the magnet train. And you also powered up the radio I, tower. But it didn't give me an obvious like next thing. Then I was like, what do what what am I doing? And I I got stuck. And then I was like, 
it must be the Snorlax because they changed <laughs> they changed the path of, of, by Mewtwo's cave to block it off, so you just can't go that way. Yeah, Cinnabar Island is closed. There's boulders blocking the path south, so there's no way to like get to Pallet and Cinnabar. Yeah, and I was like, clearly there is something I'm missing to get to that path. Literally the first thing you saw when you got out, which the boat. is what I was like, oh, that's right. It must be. Yeah. The Snorlax. How do I wake up the Snorlax? Don't you feel like you had I a need good a sense flute. of accomplishment in discovering this for yourself? Shh, I'm proud of you. Sure didn't. Not after trying to beat this game in like two days. <laughs> um. All right. I th- are you done? Is I'm done. I'm done. I got just real quick. There were some strange things in Kanto that I didn't like. They turned the Lavender Tower, like where all of the dead Pokemon were buried, they turned it into a radio tower. Yeah. And they relegated all of the dead Pokemon to like one room and some basements and you don't even get to see the basements that's kind of weird that they took a giant pokemon graveyard and they turned it into a radio tower (laughs) um some of the buildings are just locked they're like oh yeah this would open up like a whole bunch of extra spaces like rooms that we'd have to design and stuff so they just locked them the safari zone is gone and they're like oh the warden is traveling he's gone he's traveling um, yeah, so all of those things were a little bit weird. Some I mean, of the some of the stuff in fine. Kanto that was cool that they changed it. Some of it is like, uh, I don't know. It seems weird. One of the things I loved about Kanto is a lot of the the areas, the level of Pokemon that were popping up were yeah. like the same as they were in Red and Blue. Some and of just, them, I but appreciated it. Some of them were super high powered. Yeah, like you'll you'll fight some random like bug catcher who's got like level forty five Pokemon. And you're like, hey, dude, you should travel to Johto because you could be league champion. <laughs> <laughs> I just appreciated it, like going through those old areas and going, oh, I'm still encountering level two Pidgeys right yeah. here. And I'm like, not everything's That's scaled fun. Up. Yeah. It was cool. Just a little thing. But do you have anything else, Jordan? That's it. That's it. I, Done? I really didn't have very much um, other than stuff that applies to, you know, this game and other one. Pokemon obviously has made vast, vast improvements yeah. uh, in the in the years since this. But... I think um, after playing both of these games in the recent, you know, in the last six, seven months or whatever it's been, um, I, I've always like had more fond memories of Gen One, and uh, I don't know. I'm starting to realize like <laughs> Gen Two has all of the same stuff but better. And so <laughs> yeah, I really didn't have a whole lot when comparing it to the first one that I thought. That, I don't think there's anything that this game does worse besides the story, really. Okay. All right, I see you. I see you. I still feel like I have more nostalgia for the first one, but I do. I definitely have more nostalgia for the first one. I just think this is a better game. Yeah. Are you ready to move on? I'm ready. friend so what would you pay for the experience that you had with pokemon silver all right so i went back and listened to our pokemon red and blue and i said 20 dollars for that game yeah and now i feel like i would probably say the same for this one this is the thing are we talking about like the straight up cartridge 
like talking about playing this on a cartridge. Yeah, like it doesn't have any utility where you can put it in the Pokemon bank and then transfer it to Pokemon Home. So Again, I don't Pokemon care about any of that stuff. <laughs> I'd say like for the cartridge, I'm at like 20 bucks and that I would bump down my red and blue a little bit yeah. because if I had to pick one and I'm not a collector, so I'm totally fine just picking one, even though I own both of these, I would take this one over that. So I'd put this at my 20. I'm not really going to go above that for a Game Boy cartridge. Yeah. Um, I wish that this was on the Switch eShop. Like I, could, I feel like for a digital version of this, like I wouldn't pay more than ten dollars like seven bucks sounds right for a digital version of this well that's Um, good unless they added a whole bunch of uh new features or like i don't know the ability to trade with people online or something if they had that option to trade with people online because that's the thing that we didn't really talk about but so many pokemon so many cool pokemon you have to trade to evolve them which is hard Mm -hmm. nowadays like it was easy when i was a kid and everybody had them but nowadays if you don't have online trading or something it's kind of difficult so yeah for digital if it's a straight up port, I don't know, seven bucks. If it's got new online trading features, 10 bucks. Yeah. Well, all of the Game Boy games are on the 3DS eShop. Yeah, but it's a 3DS. Like, who, but I'm just saying still playing they're, that? they're like 10 bucks and they have some, I don't know if they have online, they might have online features. Maybe. I don't know. It's um, kind of, I'm past, I'm past 3DS. I, I don't even know where mine is. I probably sold it. <laughs> I'm just saying you can get this game for 10 bucks, Jordan. No, I have it. I have a, a Game yeah. Boy copy of it, and yeah. the battery will die again in five years, and then I'll just, <laughs> I'll sell this to somebody who's paying stupid amounts of money for it. Uh, for me, my gut is saying thirty. Um, what did I say on on Red and Blue? I honestly, I I'm, I didn't I didn't hear. I feel <laughs> you like you were attention. at thirty. No, I I I was like taking notes and playing Pokemon Silver. And I was looking, listening to specifically things that I was saying, so I made sure I wasn't a hypocrite. But I think that <laughs> I think that you were right around thirty dollars. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling thirty on this one. Um, I had a good time with it, yeah. Despite being stuck, like I'm kind of stubborn when it comes to getting stuck, because from like a game design perspective, I want to see how well a game is holding my hand or how well a game is keeping me from getting getting stuck. Yeah. So my first instinct is not to say, hey, Google, what's the answer? Yeah. Uh, just because it's like I'm trying to to critique and observe the process of game design a little bit. It's hard, too, because I've played the first gen so much more than this one yeah. that like I know it like the back of my hand, so it's hard to compare like how hand-holdy they are. This one felt less so than the first generation, yeah. and we praised that game for not being too hand-holdy. The new gen games get a lot of crap for like having super long hand-holding introductions yeah. and hand-holding your way through like huge swaths of the game. So I would way rather have these original experiences that don't do that. Um, and I kind of wish that the modern games would go to some sort of like hard, easy medium yeah. mode or whatever just to give you that option. What but, I found myself wishing was that I could call Professor Elm yeah. and he would be like, the Go. next the the next thing you have to do is yeah whatever that's a huge thing that modern games are good at and retro games are terrible at is waypoints or like yeah. here are your quests and here are your side quests or like your objectives something because there were times when like I was like quickly c- clicking through text boxes because I'd read them quickly and I, I would <laughs> you be like, read them quickly right that right. person just said something that looked important and I missed it yeah and then you talked to them again and now you don't get that original message mm-hmm. they're giving you their the filler text. Yeah, that how they does give that feel, Jordan? Felt bad. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, 
That's, I saw the word waterfall in this t- conversation nah. somewhere. I saw a puzzle and went right for it. <laughs> I don't even like puzzles, but I knew it was important if there's one in a Pokemon game. <laughs> Except for the stupid Runes of Alf puzzles. I didn't uh, do those. No, not going to do them either because I went and looked up what you get and it's not worth it. It's like, <laughs> why is this even in the game? I remember as a kid too, not like looking at me and like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so Jordan, what do you think? Uh, what do you think each each game's going for on eBay? I honestly have no idea. When we played Red and Blue, that was less than a year ago. But I know games are just skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. Those were like twenty six to thirty ish, and I'm gonna say that these are probably going for like thirty two. Mm, mm, no, no, no. Gold going for about forty one. Silver going for about 46. I honestly can't stand the state of <laughs> retro game prices. Like that's like one of the there's been a lot of crappy stuff that's come out of the pandemic, but the collectibles market just skyrocketing <laughs> to absolutely <laughs> absurd prices. Come on, $41? Yeah. 46 for gold or for for silver. What do you think oh. the PAL? What do, what do you you think the PAL regions a little lower on this? Um, no, I'm going to no? say, no, I'm going to say Pal Region's $50. Yeah, Pal Region is 30 for gold and 36 for silver. Okay. So there's like some so, sanity yeah. left in the world. That's still about, too high for 10 me. Bucks cheaper. And then the Japanese versions, Jordan. Yeah. What do you think those are going for? I think those are cheaper because I remember on Discord, Fake Mike Jones just bought a whole bunch of Japanese Pokemon games. And I think he said that they were cheaper. <laughs> I'm going to say those are like $18. Gold is 10. Silver is 8. Yeah. Okay. See, Japan knows what's up with retro game prices. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Jordan, one of the things that we said in the last episode about Pokemon, just go play Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Oh, my gosh. Just yeah. let's, uh, don't play these. Play Heart Gold, Soul Silver. In a perfect world. <laughs> in a perfect. So we didn't know how much those games were selling for. And then we put out that episode and people are like, your guys' advice was terrible for a podcast who's normally like pretty frugal. We didn't realize how expensive those had gotten. And I'm sure they've only gone up since then. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they need to re-release Heart Gold, Soul Silver on Switch. And I would actually, <laughs> I would actually drop like 30 bucks on that. Um, they were. I I feel like those games at the time were like ninety bucks. What do you mean? At the time of at oh, the when time we released of, it last summer when we released that episode, I think somebody Hard Gold Soul sent, Silver was like ninety bucks. Somebody sent us a screenshot of one hundred and twenty. That might have been that might have been in a case. Though. <laughs> that could have been in a case. Uh, what do you think Heart Gold and Soul Silver are going for as of this recording, Jordan? I'm gonna say one forty five. <laughs> Heart Gold's at one fifty three. Loose. Just the cartridge. Loose. Oh my gosh. Soul Silver's at 146 for just the cartridge. So this is the thing. <laughs> Paying that much money for old video games is dumb. But <laughs> those are the definitive ways to play Pokemon. The In my ways. opinion, like those Pokemon has never had a higher high than Heart Gold Soul Silver. And so <laughs> like I would never pay that. I would recommend that none of you ever pay that because all you'll be doing is feeding into this <laughs> insane uh, retro gaming market right now. But at least those people who spend all that money have a really good game. The, it's not like new, spending $150 and owning Snow Brothers or something. <laughs> the new uh, the new best Pokemon game, Jordan, going to be Shiny Diamond and Radiant Pearl. What's that? 
the new the Sinnoh. Oh, remake. they're remaking. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, I, I saw the names of them today, and I was like, these names sound terrible. Did Diamond and Pearl come out before Heart Gold Soul Silver? Yeah. Okay, so that was when I got back into Pokemon. Yeah. Um, in college, it was Diamond and Pearl, yeah. or that might have been my senior year of high school. I think I remember playing with some guys my senior year of high school. So yeah. Oh man, I might have to pick those up too. I don't have a ton of. <laughs> memories of that i think i just played through it the one time it's crazy how much pokemon games are going for all yeah. of them all well, of them pal region jordan heart gold soul silver we got uh, that was less i'm gonna uh well you just tell me i don't even know 83 for heart gold 84 can you soul play silver. that on our systems here i don't know it's man it'd Pro- be worth it just to, it'd probably be worth it to buy you could probably buy the system and the game for less than just the game i don't know buy a pal system who knows what about japan uh japan didn't have a price okay for heart gold it was like pokey walker stuff they had a price for soul silver i took the price off my notes for soul silver because i was like seemed why why because there's like the version of heart gold soul silver that came with the pokey walker yeah which i have that still all of it and i was like this is stupid expensive yeah um i'm glad that i own this already (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, see, I'd be saying I'm selling this. Although right now, maybe no. it's not the time to sell. Maybe no. wait a little bit. It's got I a nice know. Best I, Buy sticker on it. It's crazy. It's <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just blown away. Uh, so yeah, forty one, forty six, Jordan. We I think we got to call this worthless. That's too on much a technicality. That's too much. If you really want to play these, um, and you have a 3DS, 3DS, yes. Play it on the 3DS. Hopefully, you've got a copy laying around. What do you say? There's 24 million copies of these that were something sold, like something that. like that. That's another thing that makes it insane. Is that there's that much supply and the prices are still that high? Yeah, what crazy. Are you do retro gaming, man. Ugh. I just want a Game Boy printer. Like. I've been thinking about, I was thinking about that today. I actually like Googled the little certificates. Yeah. I was like, I would love one of these little, somebody was like selling them on eBay for like $15, like a Game Boy printer printed certificate saying like, congrats, you did it. You completed the Pokedex. They were selling the certificate, not the printer. No, the printer is like 40 bucks. I think, I think price charting. I don't know. Um, but yeah, somebody for like $15 is selling the, Hey, you did it. You completed the Pokedex. Yeah. Receipt. That comes out of the Game Boy printer. Ugh. It's like, you did it. 154 hours. Congrats, Ash. <laughs> nope. No thanks. They, I mean, like, I thought that was such a cool thing. The Game Boy camera, Game Boy printer. Yeah. Had so many cool accessories. I appreciate Nintendo for trying that. Yeah. But there's a weird part of me that's like, man, I would like to stick that on my wall. Just like a little certificate that is a saying weird part I did of it. Uh, if only one of your friends knew how to Photoshop things, I could just make one for you, Dan. I want to earn it and then print it out myself. Okay. <laughs> well, once you earn do. it, let me know and I can fill in the details. All right, Jordan. Moving on. Uh, Jordan, it is Pokemon. It is Pokemon. 2021. Um, we got Pokemon Bounty. Yeah. Remember, remember we talked about this, Jordan? I'm sure we did. <laughs> you have the opportunity to win a copy of Pokemon Gold or Silver. Your wow. choice. Yeah. And all you have to do is DM us with your least favorite Pokemon. <laughs> oh, I like that. Your least favorite Pokemon. Who is the dumbest Pokemon? There's and a I, lot of them. There are a lot of them. Now, don't 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 just jump right to the new gens. I want some of you to do some soul searching and ask yourself, 
Are some of the dumbest Pokemon Gen 1? Or is Klefki just the dumbest one out there? There's no way on <laughs> Earth that Klefki is worse than Grimer or Muck or the two Pokeballs. Agree or to disagree. <laughs> seal. Just a straight up seal. I don't know. Klefki or the Alphabet are probably the two worst. Alphabet is bad. <laughs> It did make for some really interesting trading card game um, <laughs> cards. Secret rares. Really? Yeah, I remember in uh, the Heart Gold Soul Silver days, the Alf lithographs were like secret rare cards. I, they were uh, all embossed and stuff. I, for one tournament season, not even a whole tournament season, I played this Rampardos deck that was all about the only Pokemon in the deck were Rampardos and his fossils. Okay. And then uh, un- Unknown, Unknown, Unknown? Unknown. Unknown, uh, there was, I think it was Unknown R that let you draw cards and Unknown Q that let you retreat Pokemon for free. And so it was just Rampardos and Unknowns and then a whole bunch of draw cards that would let you try to like rush out and kill somebody in the first turn. It was a donk deck is what you yeah. call that. And I had a lot of fun with that deck. It was not competitively viable. I got destroyed by some Gyarados decks that just absolutely <laughs> wrecked it. But it was a lot of fun, and I made it a top cut at Estates, I think, with it. Wow. That sounds like a deck you'd run. Yeah, it does. Uh, Jordan, how can people enter? Uh, you can send us a DM, like Dan said. You can send us a direct message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You can also send either of us a direct message on Discord. You can also send us an email, if that's more your thing, at... Worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. And just let us know what's your least favorite Pokemon, and you will be entered to win a copy of Gold or Silver, which is a good and pricey prize, as you have just heard. <laughs> uh, don't forget, you can earn bonus entries by participating on our Discord. If you want to earn those bonus entries, you also have to enter by sending us a DM, just because there's a lot more people on our Discord now, and we want to make sure that somebody is winning the prize who actually wants it. Yeah. Um, so if you want to enter, you can participate in our Discord, win up to three extra entries, and you can also just send us a DM and be entered that way. So whatever you want to do, whatever Jordan, more your style. Where can they send us a DM? We didn't say that. I did. I said Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What is our handle? Oh. <laughs> Come on, guys. We're kind of a big deal. You should just know this by now. It's at W-I-O-W podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Forgot that part. Uh, now, Jordan. That's me. Moving on to our trivia segment. Yes. Now, one of the best things about Pokemon is the sense of rivalry. The game comes built in with a rival, Dan. Fake Mike Jones. Did you know about this already? No, he's my rival on Twitch. Okay, so yes, if, if you guys have joined our uh, our Discord, you've probably seen some spicy interactions between Dan and a guy named Fake Mike Jones. Um, also on the Twitch stream, they usually have a, a good-hearted banter back and forth on there. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, I want to let you know that this week for this episode all three of our trivia questions come from your rival fake mike jones all right who is a pokemon aficionado yeah um so I actually, he, says. he actually sent in four questions and i just i took one of them out because it was about pokemon crystal and i know how specific you get about these things <laughs> all right so um turn on the battle music because here we go question one for many years fan speculation surrounded the rival with many fans believing that he was related to a major character in the series pokemon finally confirmed this theory years later in Heart Gold Soul Silver and the Pokemon Generations YouTube series. Who was this character? So in the game, your rival, there's been all these rumors about who he's related Jordan. to. Jordan. 
That's who you named your that, rival? That's my rival. My rival was Dan, and I named my character Brogus again. I'm keeping my um, auto-generated from Knights of the Old Republic. It gave me Brogus. He was my Pokemon uh, Blue character, and now again in Pokemon Silver. Just a fun fact, you're not the Jordan. That's my rival. I know, and you're not the Dan that's my rival. Whatever, okay, man. Whatever, man. All right, um, so your rival in this game, who has he been rumored to and then was confirmed to be related to in Heart, Gold, Souls, Over? Is it Professor Oak, Professor Elm, Bill or Giovanni. He's up to some nefarious business. He is. Um, but he also really wants to take down Team Rocket. True. Bill is kind of weird, according to a lot of dialogue boxes. Yeah, he is like, I think, more into Pokemon than people. So I'm not <laughs> sure that he would have a child. Although his siblings are in this game. Really? Yeah, you didn't go to Bill's house? I did. I got yelled at. I got yelled at by Misty for breaking up her makeout sesh. <laughs> was that what was going on? Yeah. I didn't read that dialogue box. Sounds like you didn't read many of them. I think I was on 10x fast forward at that point. <laughs> uh, so you got Elm, Oak, Oak, Bill, or Giovanni. Bill or Giovanni. Um, because your rival in the first game is it, Gary Oak. Yeah, well, he's blue oak. They say, yeah, he's blue oak. Oak's nephew. <laughs> Which what what what's up with that? I don't know. Or Why grandpa? is blue is the, the rival? Never mind. Who knows? This thing is convoluted. Come on, Dan. Just go with um, your gut. Go with your gut. Go with my gut. Uh, Giovanni, then. Yeah, it's Giovanni. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah. All right. There you go. One down. Two to go. I try to logic these things out, Jordan. Oh, he gave us like the multiple choice, and he gave us like extra stuff for me to read oh. answer silver is the son of giovanni in the japanese version of heart gold soul silver during the celebi event there is a scene where silver is stated to be giovanni's son additionally in the pokemon generations episode the legacy silver is seen meeting with looker and discussing his relationship with his father giovanni his I brother love this. jesse and his sister james so guys <laughs> um just just letting you know for those of you who send in trivia like this is taking it to the next level. Um, if you want to send me this this kind of quality stuff, can I get another awesome. handshake? I'll send you a couple extra stickers. All right. <laughs> Question number two: Gold and Silver added new trainer types and updated others. However, a few trainer types did not make the cut. Which one of these was not a trainer type that was considered by the developers? Ooh. So uh, three of these were considered and not included. One of these was not considered. Okay. We're going to figure out which one was not considered. Okay. All right. You ready? All right. Hit me with it. Soldier, astronaut, teacher, sportsman. Astronaut sounds like the obvious one, but I'm going to go with soldier. It was astronaut. It was astronaut? Yeah. I made up the multiple choice on these, so it wasn't as good. Wow. Okay. One and one. Fake Mike Jones has one. Dan has one. Here we go. Should I should just, you know what? I'm going to go with my gut now. Yeah, you should. Our third and final question from Fake Mike Jones. The level ball was designed to quadruple the catch rate against all wild Pokemon that can flee. However, due to a programming error, it only works as intended against three Pokemon. Which one of these Pokemon are susceptible? That's a hard word. Which one of these Pokemon are susceptible to the level ball? So I'm going to list four Pokemon here. All right. One of them is one of the three Pokemon in the game <laughs> that are susceptible to the level ball. Is it A, Sneasel, B, Heracross, C, Tangela, or D, Skarmory? Uh, I'm going to say Heracross. This was my gut's telling me. It was Tangela. Tangela. Was Tangela. The level ball only worked against three Pokemon, Grimer, Magnemite, and Tangela. 
That is a garbage Pokeball right there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there we go. Fake Mike Jones does it again. <clears throat> he win today. He wins today. He wins today. There'll always be a next day. Next day? A stadium Unless event? there is a nuclear war that results in the world being severely depopulated and run by monsters and preteens will have to save us. Uh, I was trying to segue into our next episode, Jordan. Oh. You kind of just... I just do just things. Ruin that. I'm sorry. Ruin that. Pokemon Stadium 2. That's the thing. Jordan, that's our next episode. It is. Pokemon 2021 is is the sequel in all sorts of ways to Pokemon. Yes. And we're actually going to get to play each other with our Pokemon that we have mm-hmm. raised by hand. Literally. I used my hands to press the A and the B button. <laughs> yeah, it should be good. I'm excited. Uh, people say that this game has better animations than Sword and Shield. Oh. <laughs> That's a thing that people say. An N64 game. So we'll, yes. And this is a thing, Jordan. We're going right. to have to talk about this next episode. All right. I haven't played any battles in it, but I, this is something I've been told and seen on multiple occasions. Is this like a real thing or like this what we do? This is a real thing, Jordan. Where us old guys like to trash new Pokemon games because it's the cool thing. I'm do. not sure. We'll right. have to unpack that next episode. We'll have to specifically make a point in our notes. Were the animations better than Sword and Shield? I'm going to go watch like 40 hours of Sword and Shield <laughs> animations. I haven't played the game, but I will uh, do my research. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, Jordan, uh, this month, uh, if, you, if you're listening to this when it comes out, I'm doing a Nuzlocke run of Leaf Green on Twitch. That's the thing. Twitch.tv slash worth it or worthless. I stream on Tuesdays and Thursday evenings. Um, apparently Leaf Green is one of the hardest Nuzlocke's to do. It's mostly because the music is so bad and you have to <laughs> listen to it the whole time. Uh, Nuzlocke run, if you don't know, Pokemon die. They don't faint. Uh, so if you get your Pokemon knocked out, they're just gone. And you only get the opportunity to catch the first Pokemon that you encounter in every new area. Yes. So it severely makes the game harder. You can't let things just die. Yes, so if so. you want to see Dan play a joyless and soul-sucking version <laughs> of Pokemon, it's actually a good time. It's very funny. If you've yeah. seen people, you've probably played Pokemon a lot of times, but this is a, a fun new way to experience it's it. It's far more devastating It is when your rival wakes up and kills Dano. Yes, we're also naming, all, not we, I have nothing to do with this, Dan is naming <laughs> all of the Pokemon uh, uh, after people in the chat. And so if you come drop in the chat and you're hanging out for a while, you could actually end up being... In the stream. Yeah, you could you be can, in the stream. It's new level of immersion. When you get one hit KO'd by whoever the Elite Four is in Elite French Green. Mike Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> Uh, Jordan, do you have anything else before we close out this uh, this brisk episode with uh, with our music segment? No, I think that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you again in two weeks for Pokemon oh. Stadium 2. All right, Jordan. Uh, closing out this uh, Pokemon Month episode, we have one of our favorites, Mikel. Mikel! He's got, a, he's got an album that called Poke and Chill, Jordan. Poke and Chill. Do you know this one? Great idea. Of course I know this one. <laughs> Dan, are you kidding me? I know all of the lo-fi Nintendo musics on the spot. All of it. All of it. Uh, today we're closing it out with Azalea Town, Jordan, because that's the place that's uh, where the Slowpoke get their tails cut off. Oh. And it's a thing that's from Heart, Soul, and Sil- Soul and Silver. Soul and Soul, Silver. It's, it's that track from Soul and Silver. I hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> and that is going to wrap up <laughs> the gold and silver episode. <laughs> I'm just going to start saying good night instead of goodbye. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.